Welcome to a very special Thanksgiving episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker. I'm John. We've got Steven with us. We've got producer Jenny and, of course, unpaid intern Morgan. Hi. Hello. Full house for the holidays here. And we are excited to talk about what we're thankful for this Thanksgiving, wild turkey. That's right. It's the unofficial but official bourbon of Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have in front of us... Is this six? I'm looking at six expressions of various wild turkey products that we're going to go through today. And, you know, also talk about what we're thankful for, which, of course, is whiskey mm-hmm. and each other. Family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm, rum. And sometimes Occasionally rum. rum. I'm mostly thankful for Parker in my life, but rum holds a close second and <laughs> bourbon is a very short third. I often conflate Parker with rum, so it's fair. Yeah, that, like that happens a lot. Honestly, yeah. when I think in my in my mind's eye, when I think like, what do I love most in this world? Rum Parker mm-hmm. seems yeah. to be mm-hmm. that which. When someone says Parker, I think rum, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, just what's going on with the podcast? So we are nearing the end of our fantasy spirits contest. We have the uh, the. Third and final matchup coming up next week, so get excited for that. And uh, yeah, we're just all kinds of fun episodes on the on the horizons. So just get excited. We love giving you all the content you crave here, at Chai Spirits guys. And if you got those fun ideas for new episodes, don't hesitate to uh, email us or at us, uh, Chai Spirits guys at gmail.com or at Chai Spirits guys on Instagram. All of the things. Um, but anyway, without further ado, Wild Turkey. So out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, they've been doing this for at least 75 years, maybe longer. There's a lot of prohibition talk I've seen in there. I'm not exactly sure of the history beyond. Well, they weren't, they weren't active during prohibition. Um, the only six distilleries were. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the one thing is that they do have for longevity is the master distiller, right? Jimmy Russell. Uh, yeah, they have the longest tenured active master distiller in the world, Jimmy Russell. He's been at it for a long time. And I don't know if you've met him in person, but he is a real treat. He is really, yeah. He, uh, I met him at the distillery back in 2017. Did not know who he was, and just walked up to him and uh, bought a bottle of Russell's Reserve, which is their single barrel, and um, picked by him or his son Eddie Russell, who is also uh, now the master distiller. Yep. Um, and he was just sitting there on a Sunday, just waiting in the gift shop for people to get off their tours. And he comes to Chicago frequently, the two of them for, um, just anything they can. Um, and they go to one of our favorite spots, Delilah's. Oh yeah. Saw them there too. So great spot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very active and just wonderful, wonderful, uh, very approachable master distillers. You wouldn't expect it. That's, that's just a, a bright light. On such a big brand. Did you say how long he was the master distiller for? Uh, he still is, kind of. Like he's I been, he's- uh, yes, he's the longest active one. I don't know exactly how long. It's a really long time. Okay. Well, he started. The weird thing is that he like started from the ground up at Wild Turkey, right? Or Austin Nichols, I think is I think what it was called when he started. Yeah, but, like on their website, they've got kind of the timeline, and I looked at it and now don't remember. But yeah, it's been a long time um, that he's been doing. He's been doing it. Um, also, just a quick background on the brand. So Wild Turkey, I'm doing air quotes, 
uh, got its name in 1940 when a distillery executive shared his bourbon with friends on an annual hunting trip. What were they hunting on that trip? Pheasant? Wild turkeys. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Close. Close. It's, they're it. both waterfowl. One can fly. Not even true. But mm-hmm. yes. one, last, one last piece on the brand is that they do have a pretty famous creative director, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh yes. yeah. All right, all right, all right. Oh, yes. All right, all right, all right. The Wild Turkey creative director. Uh, we have one spirit uh, specifically influenced by him that we'll get to momentarily. Ooh. But uh, first up, we've got Wild Turkey 101. But before we get into that, let's take just a quick break. All right, we've got Wild Turkey 101 up first. But just to give you the lineup, we've got Wild Turkey 101. We've got Long Branch. Rare Breed Bourbon, Rare Breed Rye, a Russell's Reserve Private Barrel Pick, and then, John, what's the last one? This is uh, the Revival. It's a Master's Keep um, from, it's uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon finished in Oloroso Sherry Casks. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So in front of us now, we've got Wild Turkey 101. A, a certainly a, fl- a flagship of the brand here, as I'm sure everyone's had Wild Turkey 101 at some point in their life. And a lot of people um, don't give this bourbon the respect that it deserves. It used to have an eight-year age statement. It's still aged six to eight years in white American oak with a deep alligator char. Now, we were having a conversation before this about the importance of different kinds of oak. Steve, your thoughts? So... In my opinion, oak is very fragile, or I should say the spirit that goes into it can be very fragile, and the kind of oak that you suscept it to Mm -hmm. is important, and a heavy char like this is going to imprint a ton of tannin and vanilla and your classic oak varieties onto the spirit. Well, quickly let's see if we get that because on the nose i would say we're getting that <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean if you think about the nose the taste which i've just had this mm. is a very modestly priced bourbon usually in the 20s of dollars like a 20 20 to 25 somewhere depending on your market mm. and um it's just really i mean you could put this on a cocktail you can shoot it you could even Sip it if you were, like, at an outdoor festival. I like the idea of it with, like, an ice cube. Like, yeah. just a little bit to open it up, but I do like it. And then, I'm sorry, Parker, could you repeat what you said about the barrels with the alligator charring? It's six to eight years aged in white American oak with deep alligator char. Okay. Uh, by that, they mean a number three or above char. What is uh, that? That's a pretty heavy char. I, I was about to say, I, I would like to know more about the scale. They, do, they, they use the word alligator because it looks the, like the, the, on the in, exactly on the inside of the oak, it starts to callus and polyp the way that alligator skin. The scale goes up to five, but typically American whiskeys around four, Japanese whiskeys around five, right? Depending, yeah. but... So the next one we're doing is Long Branch. Uh, and this one is put forward by a good friend of mine, Matthew McConaughey. Hey, Matthew, how you doing? Um, and, of course, in collaboration and, and 
produced by Wild Turkey. Mm-hmm. It, it when it first came out a couple of years ago, this one also had at least on like the I remember when I bought this bottle, it had like a age statement on it was like eight years, I think. But on the bottle, it doesn't say that. But I think it's rumored to be around that. Uh, yeah, so it is actually made with eight-year-old wild turkey bourbon. But for whatever reason, they can't put it on the bottle, probably because it's batched with something below well, or above. And they, Well, they also refine it with Texas mesquite and oak charcoals. Mm. So they're doing a variety of things to that. They're kind of trying to combine Texas and Kentucky. Or Tennessee, really. I mean, with the charcoal, right? Well, according to them, it's Tennessee. Texas and Kentucky. Technically. Sounds, sounds that sounds perfect for Matthew McConaughey, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Sounds all right, all right, all right. I mean, how many times can we do that one podcast episode? Oh, let's, I regret let's, doing let's, it the first time. Let's try to refrain from doing it too many times. Oh. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah. Wow, this is um so the proof on this is a little bit lower, but it's got a really what a is the proof? more flavorful uh, it is, nose. Uh, yeah. It is, will, it is if the proof, proof is lower, it doesn't show in the nose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in the nose. Now, to be fair, um, I've had both these bottles open for different times, but... Does anybody get, like... I'm sorry, go ahead. The 101 has uh, been open probably for about a year and a half. The Long Branch has probably been open for two years, so... That I almost get some, like, floral notes on the nose. Mm-hmm. Lightly. Ooh, I get a little of that mesquite on the palate, though. Yeah, the palate's for definitely sure. barbecue. This is actually better than I remember it tasting. Yeah, but I, I do get out. that potpourri... There's something, yeah, florally like, about it, yeah. I'd like it's, to think of it as like Matthew McConaughey's bathroom smell. Yeah, I imagine this is how that smells a little bit. His guest bathroom, you know? Well, like, yeah, the one he allows you in. Right, we don't know what his master bath smells like. I assume you'll, you'll never get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not with that attitude. Yeah. This yeah. is really smooth, though. Like it did. Ooh, but it drinks real easy. Yeah, it doesn't, like, the last one burned for me. Like, I got I feel like heat off the last one. This one was nice. This kind of coated the tongue. and. So this reminds me, is this technically a bourbon? Because it reminds me more of, like, an American whiskey. Well, it's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is a bourbon. Okay. But I, I get, yeah. yeah. Well, well I think especially the, with malt and finish, the way that it's very sweet on the end, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't bite at all. Like, well, now I want to be clear; those characteristics may or may not be with bourbon. Like, a lot of bourbons don't have those. But I think what what actually though gets to your point though, and Jenny's is that it's oak and Texas mesquite charcoal f- refined. Sounds like filtered. And that is not typical of bourbons. Sure. So, so there, there might even be a labeling issue here, depending on wh- how strictly uh, the TTB enforces the regulations about what you can do with bourbon, because um, filtering it is not. Well, I feel like standard. they can probably get away with it based on they have the it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and then it's below that there's like a line, and then it's oh, it's charcoal. Well, this goes with like that. when you can say like it's finished with, or mm-hmm. you know, like. And even with that, though, they get really cute about what you're allowed to legally say. So the fact that it's legally bourbon and tastes like that, they're doing something special with it. So jumping in on that, just for especially newer people who are trying to get into this and might be listening to the podcast for the first couple of times and don't realize that I have zero grasp on any of this. Um, Just very briefly, what is the difference between an American whiskey, a bourbon whiskey... An American rye whiskey. May I? Very, very quickly. I'm going to let John do it. All right. Yeah. So uh, American whiskey and bourbon, <clears throat> um, 
American, all bourbon is American whiskey, but American mm-hmm. whiskey is a broader category. And you can, the, the harder category to fit within is bourbon has to be a majority, uh, the mash bill has to be majority corn. Mm-hmm. The barrel entry proof can be no higher than 125. It can't come off the still at higher than 160 proof. Um, and it can't uh, be put into a bottle at lower than 80 proof. And that's bourbon. That's bourbon. Okay. Um, but also it has to be aged in new oak barrels. American With, oak. Not necessarily. For bourbon? Uh, well. Yeah, it, I think it does technically need well, to be American. Let's double check that. Well, it has to be produced in the United States. It, it's a distinctive spirit of the United States after 1964. But the oak, I think it has to be. Maybe you're right. New American. Uh, yeah, new, yeah. It's, it's gonna be. Virgin, it's gonna be American. It is okay. well, American. Well, so now, now, if that tree was born, was born, was grown on a um, a consulate or an embassy that is technically American soil anywhere in the world, which we've discussed previously, that's still American oak. Well, for sure. Just like someone born there is gonna be a mm-hmm, citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but rye is kind of similar in the sense that uh, the grain has to be mostly rye in the mash bill um and that is as far as i know what makes rye rye i don't know that you have more distinct to that than that what we you what we were referring to usually has to do with the aging process so whether or not whether or not it was aged in a new American oak barrel or a used one can make or break the difference of whether it's called bourbon or American whiskey. And okay. not, not, not to say that all bourbon is better than all American whiskey, because my, my favorite of the Michter's line, for example, is their American whiskey. I think it's yep. better than their bourbon. I would argue the same. All right, moving on to... Uh, yeah, number, the, numero dos. Uh, that'd be trace. Uh, Trace. The, the rare breed bourbon. Now it, it's okay, Steve. This one's kind of I exciting. I haven't been drinking. I'm fine. This one's kind of exciting because um, you've been drinking for a few. John. This has been uh, a few years older. This yeah. Uh, tell me about this one. I know nothing about it. So, this one is sweet. So the rare breed bourbon is a, a blend of six, eight, and twelve year old bourbons. Okay. Um, this particular bottle, though, is a few years old, so the proof is different from what you would see on the shelves now. I think what right around now it's like 113. This one's 116.8, and Wild Turkey's barrel entry proof is around 107. So that's kind of exciting. That this is. I was about to say it smells a little bit higher proof. That's pretty good. My For, gosh, that's very. I know, I know that's a very technical analysis of this bourbon, but let's consult the old tasting wheel here. I think the last one was hotter. You think the la- uh, the the Long Branch? Yeah, I think, For me, I think there was a lot more heat. I think this one's a lot sweeter. I get a, like the buttery caramel kind of thing going on. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like or toffee. It might be a little. Oh, I was thinking like pecan or something like that. Like oh, like something a little nutty. Like a praline maybe. A lightly nutty. Yeah, it's subtle. I got some sort of like stone fruit on this too. Like a, oh like yeah, plum? absolutely. I get apricot. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've had an apricot recently enough. To know. I've had apricot Lacroix, <laughs> and of course I like it because you can't buy it anymore. That's how I judge a good drink. Is can I buy it? No. Well, that's well what, it we, must be good. We we try to be pretty inclusive on what the stuff we drink here. Mm-hmm. I think I like that I think that my two top notes are like toffee. I took mm-hmm. I stole that from you. No, no, no and apricot. Right Those are my two. I like it though. Yeah, 
That is yeah. see, I get super I get weird bourbon flavors, uh, circum, uh, circus peanuts. Ooh, like those little uh, yeah. orange ones. Yes, yeah, the orange ones. gotta I love those. One of those. Right, I love those so, so much. Only a few people know what that tastes like. Only and then only a handful of those few people really like them. Also, next, that next and, podcast I'm bringing those because you've mentioned them on several podcasts and I have no clue what they taste like. Bring them. Thank you Taste for meeting yourself. And you on that. will get these weird, I would argue, flaws, mm-hmm. but good flaws. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say I, it. Flaws? Flaws. Flaws. I hate to say it. There is a lot of benefit in trying like circus peanuts or my famous the skin of a plum thing. It's like, oh, how do you have that frame of reference? Well, it's like you got to go get that frame of reference and then you can. My favorite is when you talk about almonds. Yeah, well, you I do like no almonds. Idea what an almond like. I know exactly what an almond an almond extract tastes like. You don't. You don't know what an om- almond tastes like. No, no she says I, I, do. I don't. I don't think he does. Uh, there well, are earlier podcasts. You're fired, he's like, it's like a an almond, and everything tastes almond. Like well, almond extract is different from almonds, right? Like or like what we also taste that. as almonds, right? Yeah. Also, I would argue taste that is subjective. Like, uh, so. What's it called? Uh, cilantro tastes different. Well, different people. Yeah, yeah. that's a genetic thing. I love me some I cilantro, though, by the way. Who's to say that? By the way, who likes cilantro here and who doesn't? I do. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It does not taste like soap. No. I enjoy it. Having said that, I don't have a genetic disposition for it to taste bad. So, a- next up, we've got the Rare Breed Rye. This is a newer edition. This came out, like, this. last year. So, this is the same brand as the last one, but it's rye? Yes. Yes, this is this is one of their rise. It's as John said, relatively new. When this came out, people just clamored for it so much because they uh, still do. Well, it's um, it's a longtime fan favorite to come out with a barrel-proof rye from Wild Turkey because Wild Turkey doesn't do a lot of rye. Um, Even Wild Turkey One Hundred and One rye is uh, something that folks really like a lot. So, yeah. So this is a blend of four, six, and eight-year Kentucky straight rye. I like how they don't do the prime numbers. They really don't like five and seven. Yeah, something, two. something about yeah. four, six, eight. Although I've always said with at least really, I guess all American whiskeys, but bourbon specifically, it's like four is like really, well, two is the bare minimum for anything. Even That's to make drink. it straight. Yeah. yeah. And then four years, I feel like is what you need to actually make it good. And then six is always a better, and eight there's a lot of stuff that's eight year, and then ten year. Oh man, a ten year. There's all kind. Of, that's had, that's a sweet spot for no me. No one's clamoring for the nine year. No, the the sweet spot you speak of though is tenable. Like it's 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 not solid. Yeah, no, I understand that. But like, so like Old Forester single barrel, not single barrel. Um, Old Forester signature. I believe that is a four year. Well, that's a that's a yeah. It is a blend, but it's it's, it's, basic, it's a blend, but it's basically but a four year. Four year base. Like six probably on average. No, I think it's the, the lowest though. I think is four. Yeah, right. And so it's probably four to but six. Probably based in a six. It's solid. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Also, it's so dependent on on distillery too, because you have distillers like New Riff that can produce something at four years that's phenomenal, and I think few distilleries can really do anything with four like they can. Um, versus that's others true. have have ten years ten uh, year old bourbons that. Are middling. Sure. sure. It all depends on climate, on like, there's more going, yeah, Yeah. there's more going on than just time spent in oak, right? And distillation. A a two and a half year Kohana. Is that not what we're trying to establish on this podcast? Oh, so much. We have, there's more to offer 
We have a broad mandate. Then old bourbon. Absolutely. We're trying to help and, the good people. And speaking of that, we're, do you want to taste some rye? And the rye. Hell yeah. Steven's on record in future podcast episodes, I believe, as being a, a fan of rye. <laughs> on record, I do like rye if it's done right. Yeah, yeah. So Morgan and I have now smelled and tasted it, and we have some thoughts. So Hit me. You, you don't remember this? <laughs> All right, my first thought, we'll have to take a photo well, of everything. Well, so the, hold on. Start with the nose. Oh, I was going to go purely aesthetics. Okay. Um, this is my favorite bottle out of any of the ones on this table right now. It is nice looking. Really? Is it because of the big turkey? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, it's not. It's not the big cock. I'm, a, all I'm right. not a breast person. I'm a leg person. <laughs> no, I just, I think if you look at all the bottles, they're very, very different. Like, they're very different. Mm-hmm. And I think if you like, you look at all the plantations. The boxes are different. The bottles are all the same. You look at all your Wellers. You look at all your Pappies. They're all the same bottles. These are all very, very different, but they're all aesthetically pleasing. That said, this one's the most aesthetically pleasing. Uh, yeah, to me, this one I to enjoy you. the most. And to be fair, though, the rare breed rye and the rare breed bourbon on the shelf today have the same packaging, but our rare breed bourbon is older, so it looks like they've done well on themselves by. Updating the label for Rare Breed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. For, yep. Sure, for sure. So on the nose, I got a lot of mint 100%. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we a very common characteristic among rye. Sure. Um, and then we also tasted it mm-hmm. while you guys, while you boys were talking. And what, we, we taste the mint for sure, oh. but we also found some leather and cedar on that when the we tasted it. Cedar is very light, but there's something, some sort of cedar or pine or something going on there. Open up a chest, like a wooden chest. You open that, that's what you get. I get cedar salmon. Yeah. It it does have an earthiness to it. Yeah. I almost want to say there's a tea-like quality to it. Like a, not green. That really. No, but like a hot leaf water. Like Like if I let an Earl Grey. Almost an oolong maybe? Or either, like if I let a black tea set too long yes but by the way earl grey tea is fantastic Jean, it is jean-luc picard was right yeah i, I have to say that hot that resonates with me hot. definitely and this rise this is a 112.2 proof where yeah whereas the, oh 112 yeah yeah it's 112.2 there's not a lot of heat to this at all so this is a very special bottle that john and i oh boy and jenny and jenny my apologies jenny. i'm a member yes Yes, we cherish all of our members. Um, did you know that Morgan's a member? I did actually. I hope Stephen's a member. I too. didn't. I didn't know that. But but I, I, I will be shortly. Um, we haven't I'll had Stephen something. Of what? Parker, what's the membership? That at? would be of the Windy City Sippers, our local Chicago spirits group. I'm not gonna call it a bourbon group because I have hosted a rum event. Yeah, and also there's more than just us in Chicago, but we are in the city. Like there are some mm-hmm. in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. There are some that. Yes, are we actually trekked out to the suburbs yeah. once to yes. visit another member. Uh, yes, there is. A, it is a wonderful group. We're pretty. We have a few hundred strong at this point. I think. Proud to say that John and I are founding members. Windy City Sippers, yeah. And this is our uh, our collaboration with Maple and Ash. Some of our members uh, helped make this pick with folks from Maple and Ash, and it's uh, very special that we got this just in time for Thanksgiving. Oh, it's perfect. It's got a nice little turkey on it. Um, this was designed by our, by our member and friend, Kuba. Um, it's yes. called a fine cut of turkey. 
Fantastic. Yeah, he is a real wizard with some of these labels, to be honest. Great stuff. Yeah. Smells delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely the most... Uh, it smells the most like bourbon. The most aromatic. I actually don't think I've tried this yet. I haven't either. It's very bourbon. My bottle is unopened. Um, when did you guys decide on this for your pick? Well, this was like a subcommittee of uh, Windy City Sippers, probably in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So it's Summer been a minute, is what minute, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Because it is now... It's November. Like, yeah, we are encroaching on winter as of time of recording. It, it, it has snowed yeah. before this was recorded. Yeah. Oh, it snowed proper. And uh, so this is a nine, nine and a half years old. Mm-hmm. I like the nose. It smells delightful. It's nice. It's subtle. Wild turkey just surprising me every well, well, so, every turn. So don't sleep. We don't have it here today, but like, don't sleep on Russell's ten year. Yeah. If you if you were you Google like what's the best ten year bourbons, Russell's is in the top three. But also, don't tell your friends about it because it's one of the only readily available ten year bourbons less than fifty dollars. And I'm nervous that what's it's, the price point on that it's probably, at Benny's? It's like say. thirty-three dollars, I think. Right? Yeah, it's it's like, like yeah. thirty-three bucks. Yeah, right. It is a legitimate ten-year bourbon. Oh yeah, it's great. And the proof is like in the nineties, I think. They yeah, prove like, it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's so not too far. Yeah, you know? um, this it's, it's right. It's honestly it's right there with Eagle Rare and Henry Cannell that you can't find anymore oh, anywhere. I yeah, I wouldn't have said that. I know. I'm sorry, yeah. but it's no, good. but it's real. Like. That's You're what, not wrong. When, well, right. When Wild Turkey's putting this on the market, like that's what they're thinking about competing against. Mm-hmm. And those brands have become unavailable because of consumer hype. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before Russell's tenure gets there. But it's there. It's, it's a readily available. It's right on par yeah. with those other ones. And honestly, and you can get it anytime you want. You don't have to, like, know a guy who knows a guy. Here's the deal. Bourbon drinkers. I will go- say it. Go ahead. You need to know a guy to get your good 10 year plus bourbon. But there are several brand, several brands that exist that you can achieve. This is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just this um sits on shelves uh in a way that the others don't. Eagle Rare right. no longer does. Eagle Rare did. I remember it was at Walgreens yep. a couple years ago. Yep. And um I remember vividly buying it at Target 3 years ago. Yep, it's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are things like yeah. so, and they're disappearing. And if you want the profile, so what flavors are you guys getting on this? Actually, let's sip it. Would you guys like to sip it first? Because <laughs> we have some thoughts. That is delightful. Um, Isn't it nice? It's very nice. Honestly, I thought it'd be hotter. Well, it's all, it's one hundred ten. Well, it's, a, it's 110 uh, proof, so it's a little lower. lower. Yeah, but it, I, that, that seems like kind of a... Does anybody else get tobacco? So as a tobacco user, yeah, I get tobacco, <laughs> I get a little and bit. it does really speak to me. So do you need to tell us something? No. Um, <laughs> I appreciate Steve agreeing with me. No. As a tobacco user, I do get, like, Fresh cigar. Steve has an ethos here. And I don't love cigars, but like, I do get that fresh cigar clip from it. 
You're, I'm gonna have to consult the tasting wheel. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't actually. I agree with you on the baking chocolate. I also eat a little bit of coffee. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I can see that for a sure. Bit, like a little hint of that. It's got, it's got that that which also I mean it's got that earthiness, so you could construe that as tobacco too. But mm. um, but yeah, that kind of earthiness with a little bit of that baker. Yeah, you're right. It's not like milk chocolate. It's like more of a baker's no, chocolate. No, it's, it's definitely a dark chocolate, a, a baker's and, chocolate. You know, get, and any hint of cinnamon or like... I think in the front end. Just a know? little, like a like a tiny... Right, yeah, you know, right at the, like, the initial yeah. hit of it, I get a maybe a hint of baking spice. Mm-hmm. I do actually get a return to some of the tea that we had before, but that's really the only pronounced flavor that I'm getting. It's hard for me. Actually, honest. I don't. I don't hate that teeth thing either. Like, I think that's onto something too because I get a little bit of that. It's a little bit of that bitterness. It's that combo. I. Uh, but this is. I like this one. This is phenomenal. I'm glad I got a bottle of this. Very um, good. I'm, I'm glad our group picked this. Yeah. Well, we have one more to taste. This is an exciting oh, one. Oh snap! This was a uh, an annual release. It's part of the Masters Collection a few years ago. Before the Masters Collection took off. This is probably the last release that sat on shelves for a bit. Now it's a very it is. pretty bottle. Yeah. Oh, it's got like an etched turkey on it. Yeah. I've taken a sniff of this and this has vanilla. That's a good, that's a good word. What's the proof on this? Nice healthy pour from Morgan there. <laughs> I actually did some prep work on this. It's 101 proof. That's right. Oh, classic okay. 101. Uh, yeah. Oh God. So, is- so just a little background on this guy. 12 to 15 year old bourbon that they then finish in at least 20 year old Oloroso sherry casks. Oh. So it's all about the old Oloroso sherry casks with the, you know, 12 to 15 year old, I'm sure it's a blend, bourbon. But older, so honestly, like the age of a Remus Pickle Reserve, but then finished in 20 year old. All the Rosso Sherry casks. Was that? This was a this is a yearly release as part of the Masters mm-hmm. Keep collection of Wild Turkey. This is a few years older. Um, these used to uh, sit on shelves uh, the, before. Well, well, the big thing is is the Oloroso Sherry cast. They're hand picked. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like this, these are the best of the best of the best, sir, of the uh, Oloroso Sherry. Hmm. I just so, t- I just tasted this. Ooh yeah. wee! Yeah, it's good. Um, it's it's, really it's nice. pretty good. That's pretty good. I uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the occasional sherry finish on my uh, my whiskey, and this is pretty good. I, I will think... say I'm gonna be a dick right now. I enjoy a sherry finish on scotch. Sure. Reverend. It does a Do decent like job on whiskey, apparently. Yeah, this Reverend is a this, very very good taste. This is gonna be a terrible thing to say. This was a thick finish. Yeah. It, it's Wait, why not, is that you're not that wrong. Great. No, it yeah. is thick. I, I don't have a better word. It was a thick... I liked it. It was great. There's it a was, lot of flavor on the finish. Yeah. Like, it, it coated the tongue. Like, yeah. No, it's... Um, and the back of the throat. Yeah. And another innuendo. Viscous. Uh, yes. Like, I, I had the toffee. I had the honey. Viscous is a good word. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't... I'm having a hard time pinning down flavors it's, on it, this it, one. It's got the, a cherry on, the, like, a dark... Maraschino almost like, cherry on the finish. Like, yeah, I think it's more of like a a black cherry. Um, well, regardless of the exact type of cherry, Wild Turkey is known for its cherry finish. Uh, whether that's a Michigan cherry, mm-hmm. a maraschino, a Washington oh. cherry, a Rainier cherry, right? Like these are all. Look at you and your cherry sure. knowledge. Yeah. It's it's definitely cherry on the finish. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, that is one of the I better higher end bourbons I've had in well, a no, while. Yeah. 
Um, wait, Jenny, so you think that this is probably worth the price? But the reason that I'm saying that is not necessarily like, oh, I would pay $150 for this. I just know that there are other bourbons that are similar, similarly priced that I wouldn't pay that price for. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. that I fucking get. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. That it makes, makes sense. All the sense. Also, sometimes annual releases can be very disappointing. And I think this shows that um, at least, you know, in 2018, Ooh. that was not the case. I feel like you That's have great. to. Maybe be able there to is a terroir to bourbon that we aren't appreciating. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's some good bourbon bars around Chicago that where you can try the stuff. Honestly, it's tough, though, with some of the higher-end stuff because by the time you, it gets around to places you can try it, it's already scooped up everywhere. The, the bigger problem becomes that people go to those bars and just drain the bottle. Well, I mean, that's, right. that's the free market, John. We're okay We with can't that fault them for that. No, no. Well, you, I mean, as a responsible bourbon consumer, you should go and enjoy yourself. Uh, but at the same time, like, you have to ask... You, you should ask... I'll finish... Uh, you should ask yourself, why am I uh, drinking this whole bottle of bourbon in one sitting? Is it because you are enjoying it or because you enjoy the okay price and you feel fine taking it away from other people? I think that some people, based on what I've watched on social media, mm -hmm. they do this because they want to uh, have this all to themselves. That's wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. John, what are you thankful for? I'm grateful for uh, distilleries that have been around for long enough to know how to make a very finely priced, uh, reasonably available bottle like Wild Turkey 101, Rare Breed, and um, you know the Russell's tenure that we talked about uh, on this podcast, which is kind of an unknown secret. Um, that's probably what I'm most grateful well, you for. You know what? Our, our dozens of fans are going to really go out and buy the all, yeah. all that all up. So. <laughs> Morgan, what are you thankful for? Thank God. Well, one, I'm thankful for you did not skip over me because I definitely thought you did. Um, two, I actually really like this podcast. I'm learning a lot, and I think my questions aren't nearly as dumb as I think they are. Um, but you're all great about it. And everyone I am thankful for my dear friends here who help support my eccentric hobby, John and I's eccentric hobby that Jenny has so thankfully um, really embraced. That that really helped. We have all this wonderful audio equipment thanks to Jenny, <laughs> and uh, and and Todd helped too. We have our new our mic Patreon Todd. supporter. Hey, Todd. Thanks, Todd, for the new mic. Love that man. But uh, real appreciated. Oh, yeah, he's so sweet. But uh, you know, like like John and I started this as a. You know, just a weird hobby during the pandemic. Two friends that wanted to hang out with, more with each other and have a reason to do so. Yeah, yeah. And then we got Jenny got the buy in. Steve, Stephen, who's been just amazing as a as a sub in co host. When John, the most popular guy in the world, is not available, Stephen's been. Really Stephen's not a replacement. Stephen is his own thing. I know, but like Stephen's been so good on these some of these episodes. I, I would say I'll that be around. I would say that Stephen is a chai spirits guy. Oh he's, you know what I mean? he's one of the guys. He's in. Oh. Right? One of us. One, one of us. <laughs> oh my god. He's not a sub. He's I'm a chai spirits guy. Shirts. It's gonna be amazing. Enjoy Dangerous. Oh, shirts are happening. Oh, yeah, there's For sure. so much more than there, there's a new logo. Um a logo is in progress. Mm -hmm. Stay but, uh, tuned for I, that. I'm just I'm so thankful for you guys and like making our 
eccentric little hobby become like an actual mm-hmm. thing. And it's just so cool. Like, you know, we're, it's, it's really cool. And we did start this about a year ago, right? Like, yeah, I think it was it, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, that we started. yeah. It's been about a year since we started recording episodes. So we did, cool. we didn't release them until, um, this earlier this year, but like we were recording them and some of the other episodes you can see when they were originally recorded. And yeah, it was like around now we were starting, just starting this year ago. And uh, I think one of them is actually on like a phone, like we recorded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. our, our, Some of the recordings are not well. Yeah. Done. So the audio has improved greatly. <laughs> I hope you guys appreciate that. And uh, no, it's just it's so much fun to do this. And I've got, as John knows, pages and pages of ideas for future episodes. And then you know that's not even close to what we're going to be able to do with all of the great ideas we get from fans and our other shy spirits guys here. I'm just so much fun. Um, thanks, guys, for making like my weird hobby become like an actual thing. So thank you so much. It's awesome, and I love doing it. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to that. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everybody, Thanksgiving. from Chai Spirits, guys. Uh, if you're eating turkey, enjoy it. Because I fucking love turkey. <laughs> and stuffing and potatoes and the whole, whole shebang. So we love you guys. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>